This is exactly right. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, oh my gosh. My green juice smoothie today. Do you want to know what's in it? Well, it's a green juice smoothie. I'm assuming spinach. Yes, very good. Spinach. Mm-hmm. Avos. Avocados. Nice. Ginger. Coconut. Oh. Dates. Love dates. Blueberries. Ooh. And I'm going to live forever. <laughs> I'm Hilarious. So oh, do you hear that banging, by the way? Yes. Do you, yes. Okay. All right. Okay. What is that? I was trying to talk about my smoothie. I know, which was so interesting. I was so interested in hearing about what's in your smoothie. Trust me, it, it was um, delightful. Ooh. And oof, um, just never heard that before, that recipe. But um, <laughs> the banging, the banging is happening because we're getting our bathroom renovated. He's laying down the pipes, bitch. Hey, um, I, I just refuse to... Um, you know, sit on a toilet that's older than me. You know yes. what I mean? It feels like, yeah, I just work too hard to um, take a shit in a haunted toilet, quite frankly. Yeah. Oh, okay, Diplo, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting to that part of the afternoon where I need a snack or something like that. I need a snack, something savory, something sweet. Yes, I can see the blood sugar level dropping in your eyes. Hey, everyone, welcome to Adulting. I'm Michelle Buteau. This is my hungry co-host, Jordan Carlos. And uh, yeah, we're at the point in time in our lives where we talk about what's wrong with us during the day and what kind of snacks we have to have. Um, I need a snack. I, you know what yeah. I do? You know I love a nosh. <laughs> I tell the story all the time. If I'm hungry, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. We all went to Greece. The dinners are very late. And the snacks are not snacking. It's like, I love the artisanal fried potato chips. I need, I need a rotisserie chicken. You know, let me just, <laughs> I need a snack. I need, you know, I need something with the hummus. I need mm. snacks. And um, our chef in Greece, so amazing. He's like, go on a walkabout, come back for, he looked at us. I was already hungry. He said, 8, 39. I said, 7, 7, 30. Like, how long? Yeah. This was like 1 or 2 o'clock. He wanted us to walk like, around. Are, are, <laughs> yes. He wanted us to walk around, but say, and then everyone was like, we're going to save our appetite. I'm like, are we? We can't eat something and have another appetite soon? 
I was shook. But like we were all getting along so well on the trip. I didn't want to be the one to, you know, throw a wrench in the good times. I wanted them to roll. And I and I just almost start to cry. And I just looked at you guys, a grown woman standing in front of you guys. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but I need a hot nosh. That's what I said. I said, I need a hot <laughs> I You've told that story before. And let me tell you something. You did not violate or take up space or displace anything. You were hungry. <sighs> it felt, mm. I was like, all right, she's not going to suffer in silence. She needs something. And I remember we got some delicious ice cream. And then we got pizza that was not good. <laughs> and then we walked around. We got a little high end or drunk. And it was fine. Michelle, you're fine. You're okay. We love you. And yes, Adults of a certain age do need a snacky snack. For real. We need a snack. Like, look, you can always come to me when you need a snack. Not just you, Jordan, but like the world. Like, listen, if you are hungry and you see me on the street, I will give you whatever kind of peanuts or whatever I have in my purse. Because, ooh, when that hunger hits and you're nowhere near your next meal, mm-hmm. oh, no. It's not going to be good. Personally, for me, I could do like seven little snackies all throughout the day instead of like three big meals. I don't need three meals. So much cooking and cleaning. I like... That's because you're royal. You're very... You have a kind of like regal thing about you. What is... What does that even... Like what? A plus size Meghan Markle? What do we mean? What do we mean? What I'm saying is... In, <laughs> with, with an air of royalty, it's like, you know... I see like a spread of of things of noshes that you can definitely graze oh, upon. Oh, it's my love language. I love like a charcuterie, but with, yeah. you know, I don't need all those porky items, but I love like little tiny like <laughs> mismatch bowls full of things. I like fresh fruit. I also like dry fruit. I like dry fruit more. I love cheeses. I like little dips. Oh, I like a hot dip, a crusty dip. I love a cold dip. I want a sturdy chip. Don't put like your chips out on the table unless they're whole chips. I love it. I love little small meals. (laughs) Oh, tapas? More like bravas. Like I love it. No, this is what I knew if we started talking about snacks, you would be in your bag because it's like you need- (laughs) My snack bag? Yes. But the rosemary and thyme of it all, like on the cracker, do you need to see the rosemary like and or no, seedlings? I I like to see the sea salt. If you're going to promise me sea salt, let me see it because okay. I don't really do salt because I kind of blow up like that kid in uh, uh, Willy Wonka when he eats the gum. He's like a blueberry. Like I can't. But I do love naturally salty things like a caper mm. or an olive. Mm. Um, I can get behind that. I love a puttanesca. Mama. Isn't that, that's like, that's the horse pasta, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's accurate. Yeah. It's accurate. Yeah, because you put... <laughs> because it's... It's accurate. It's accurate. It's a lot of red pepper chili flakes with salty, briny shit. Stop it! And... <laughs> and sexual empowerment over vermicelli noodles. Yum, 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 yum. La- <laughs> if you guys don't like adulting, you're going to hate this episode. I'm just going to let you know. I'm in my snack bag, bag, bag... It is wild. I love snacks so much. What? You know what's really fun too? One more thing. Please. I don't eat pork, but I do have this really great prosciutto cup recipe. Mm -hmm. If you just wake up in the morning, want to do something fancy for a Saturday or Sunday, get some uh, prosciutto, put that in your muffin tin. 
and put a dollop of milk, a little bit of egg, uh, salt, pepper. If you have rosemary, great. Maybe oregano. Put that in there mm-hmm, on top of the prosciutto. Oh my god! And then sprinkle it with a little cheese and just bake at three fifty for like fifteen minutes, and you have like delicious, salty, creamy. Oh. Yeah, do that. It's fun. It's fun. And then you just nap for the rest of the afternoon. Well, I, <laughs> even though like I don't eat pork, I'll just fry like a bunch of like, I don't eat a lot of fried chicken. I just love to fry it. I still love like the um, the process. Like yeah. I still like to do it and watch people eat it. Like I mm. am very much like my grandma. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to eat it, but I just love to see you enjoy it. Yeah. So prosciutto cups, guys. One to grow on. Oh, God. We're so adult. I can't wait to um get to our guest. I'm very excited. Of course, you had me just thinking about food. <laughs> no, we, like, let's get to our guest. Like, and then you can get something to eat, I promise. Yes, let's get to our guest. <laughs> our guest has the most fun name. I love his name. I love him. And he also has a movie that you have to watch. And if yes. you haven't seen it, please see it. If you've seen it already, see it again. Those numbers fucking count. Mm-hmm. Fire Island. Please help us welcome our guest, Jolkin Booster. <laughs> Wait a minute. You guys can't see, but Joel has a sweatshirt on that says Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> because because they need more advertising. They're not doing yeah. well. They're not They're doing not. Great. They haven't cornered Just... the market. If I were to go through your search history in Pornhub, what could I find? It's super eclectic, actually. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't have, like, a porn type, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I like people that look like me, so I'm searching. Hmm. It's really, actually, it's really hard to find good Asian porn on Pornhub. I have to turn to Twitter. I say it every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's on Twitter? Twitter is, like, where you go to find... I'm really into mom-and-pop, amateur, you know, oh. small business owners. Mom-and-pop, small business owners... You're saying kind of homespun porn. Only fans. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. you. Isn't the camera work always dicey? I'm like, did anyone take a TV production <laughs> class? It is usually like sort of home security footage yeah. from the corners, mm. you know? That's what we're dealing with a lot of the time. Yes. But there are a couple of, of experts. I always am interested in the person that they get to come over and hold the iPhone. Because you can always tell when there's a third person involved. Yes. Oftentimes, there's only two, so you're getting a lot of POV shots from up above uh, the butthole, and it's not, it's not what I'm looking for. I need that third person. I need the friend. You know, like hmm. I'm really interested in the inner life of the friend who's brought over to hold the iPhone camera. I'm, I am with you. Like I think about those people, unsung heroes, if you will. Hmm. I will go outside today and bang my pots at 7 p.m. for those people that hold (laughs) (laughs) the phone. I was like, where where is this going? I'm always so curious, like, is it a sexual experience for them too? Like, are they holding the camera sort of Winnie the Pooh style, pantsless, Mm -hmm. with a shirt on? (laughs) Are they? I think you got to talk about it before you do it. Do you know what I mean? I think you have to set boundaries, expectations, rules, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Consent is cute. So cute. But it feels like they're on the outside looking in, you know? Yeah. And it's the only way that they can hang out. Metaphorically speaking, they have a car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a reason they weren't invited to the scene itself, you know? Hmm. That's sort of of the unsaid truth of the person holding the camera is Mm -hmm. there's a reason they're not on cam. Maybe they're like... (laughs) A PA, like a production assistant, and they're like, hmm. one day, 
somebody will be holding the camera for me. You got to pay your dues. You got to pay your dues. Absolutely. Also, you can get a stand for your phone. But look, I don't want to rob anybody wow. from a job. I feel like Mm-mm. machines are kind of taking over. People have student loans they need to be paying off, Michelle. Do they? I don't know <laughs> anybody is that? that is even going to school anymore. <laughs> it's like they're just going to TikTok and like getting money. <laughs> I have to say, I also like to watch porn with women who look like me, but like my goal weight, if that makes sense. Because mm. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. In general, I really like what's happening with my body. But, you know, there's always those moments where I'm like, is that what it looks like with one less roll in your tummy? Mm. It's very interesting when people say they don't watch porn at all. Because I'm like, well, you have. And if you don't, that's okay, too. But you do. You have. What, are we using our imaginations? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, what in the Mad Men is going on? So I dated this guy one time, so many moons ago. He was almost fluent in Portuguese. And I thought it's because he had been to Brazil. Bitch, he hasn't even been to Queens, okay? He was <laughs> baroque. He was very smart, and he taught himself Portuguese by watching porn. What? That seems like a really limited vocabulary that you're picking up. It was limited. He could order, like, food and other very basic things. Yeah. It's <laughs> more than I can say in Portuguese. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Jordan wants to say something in Portuguese so bad. I do, but I'm going to stop. It's a new year. I have to stop doing that. <sighs> you know, stubborn. Um, come <laughs> All right. So, oh here's, my what God, <laughs> here's what I was going to say. There's this site that I heard about called uh, Make Love Not Porn. It's like a uh, sex positive homespun, exactly what you're talking about, Joel. What would be considered pornography, you know, videos made by couples. Um, I love when you get d- really uncomfortable with saying something, you have to say it really fast. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cadence gets soups fast. But it seems pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see people making love when I'm watching porn. <laughs> mm. I want to see people fuck. Yeah. I want to see people who barely know each other, who maybe even dislike each other Ooh. on a personal level. Right. Okay. And are just there purely because of their professional chemistry. Interesting. Oh, I love that. Yes. Come on. You better make a stand. <laughs> when my husband first moved to LA for our love, when he moved to America, mm-hmm. he was going to Craigslist to find jobs. And he's a photographer. And we were making, like, no money. We were, like, a la Mariah Carey before Tommy Mottola, just sharing a box of spaghetti from Trader Joe's. You guys, listen. I have a point. <laughs> he saw this job that was $500, two hours of work. When he called and they told him what it was, he was really nervous. And he was like, I don't know if I could do it. I'm like, well, what is it? And he's like, it's still photography for porn. Like, They'll be acting it out, and I'm just in there taking pictures. And we barely knew each other. We were, like, engaged. And he's like, are you comfortable with me doing this? I'm like, get the money shot. Like, mm-hmm. like get the money shot. Do you know what I mean? Like, get in there. Act like you are her OBGY, whatever the fuck. <laughs> OBGY, are you telling the story? <laughs> and so the first time he did it, he came home. He just looked like that little boy in Stranger Things, season one. He's like, uh. <laughs> uh, like you can't unsee some shit he just came back from the upside down he did and I was like rolling in $10 bills on our like fucking queen bed from Macy's <laughs> and then he went the second time the star I think the dude's name was Voodoo okay <laughs> Mr. Voodoo and my husband was like over two hours late and so I was like is he fucking people mm. 
And then I was calling his phone and he wasn't answering. And I was just like, and, and I started to act like a Maury Povich episode. And he was like, sorry, I'm so late. It just took everyone a long time to get there. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. And he's like, Mr. Voodoo was like pointing my camera in places where he knew that I had to get the shot. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I knew he was going into a session that was called um, Round and Brown. No. And so I was like, you pick up your fucking phone. <laughs> Do you get jealous? Um, No, my boyfriend and I are in a very open relationship. And yeah, neither one of us gets very jealous. We used to like experiment with a lot of different rules and... Now we've sort of just settled on a no-fly list, basically, that my list is pretty much empty. There's a couple of no-flies on his list for me, like a couple of people that I'm not allowed to sleep with. My list just used to be his two exes. I was like, you can you can fuck whoever you want, just not these two guys. And then I spent a lot of time around both exes, and I was completely cured of any jealousy <laughs> of those two guys because they're both... Their personalities are such that I was not threatened by them anymore. Wow. Um, That's so nice. Yeah, it is nice. It, it feels very, um, I don't know. I This is my first serious relationship, too. We're coming up on two years. Whoa! And it feels, um, I feel done. I feel pretty much complete <gasps> in my journey. I, I, I can't. It you know, we're not at the point where I'm going to, I'm popping the question quite yet. But like, it just seems like. That's the direction we're headed, which I I guess that is the the point of an adult relationship. Like I don't know why anyone else. That, that's why I've never been in a relationship before. I I find because I never once felt that way about any of the guys that I've ever dated before. Mm -hmm. Like it always felt like I was wasting time mm. before, and now it feels like I'm working towards something bigger, which is nice. I love that. Can I ask you a question? Yes. It's also your birthday. So this is such a nice kind of reveal on your birthday. Yeah. This is this is sort of the eve of my non-existent birthday because I am a leap year baby. Oh. So I don't technically have a birthday this year. Oh my God. What a shooting star. I know. I'm so special. You're less than 10 years old. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm eight and three quarters. You're eight and three quarters. Eight and three quarters. Yeah. Wow. So wow. Crazy. And I am having a bit of an existential crisis about it. A little bit more than I've ever had. On a birthday, I think 30, so I'm turning 35 mm -hmm. and I felt nothing when I turned 30. I know that everyone, you know, has like a flip out usually about turning 30, but I looked at myself in the mirror when I turned 30 and I thought, this is fine mm -hmm. um, because it's just not something that I was worried about. I am having a little bit more of a spiritual reaction to turning 35, I think because of the proximity to 40. Mm -hmm. And again, I look amazing. Last year <laughs> on my birthday, my agent came to my birthday. He was like, oh, how old are you turning? And I was like, oh, shouldn't you know that? <laughs> and he said, oh, no, to me, you're 27 to 32. And that's all I need wow. to know. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. It's I, what I we, yeah. we all age so fucking well. Congratulations to it us. Is true. I am 45. What? And I, bitch, and I play a 38 year old in my show. And I kept asking people, Am, am I going to pass? And they're like, bitch. And I'm like, all right. I'm a CW college student. I'm a CW junior in college. <laughs> CW junior. <laughs> a junior? Yes, bitch. I love it. Haven't even graduated college yet. I think you need to be a little bit older to play younger. Because to me, you give that perspective on what that age was like. Mm. You know? Absolutely. I mean, to be 38 on the show, you're 45, Michelle. But it's like, you know what 38 was like. Yeah. When you're in it, 
it's hard to know you're in it. 100. I mean, yeah, this is my pen 15 of my 30s, LOL. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But very similar to being in a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to really understand what it's like to fuck these frogs to sort of get nowhere, to like want more for yourself. Mm -hmm. Even being in a loving relationship where it feels like it makes you want to be a better person. Like we never really honestly talk about how much work we have to do before we even meet that person or even decide to say, I'm just going to be with you, you know? Mm. It's always like what we can do for them, how we should look, like how we can make something special for them. But it's like, no, man. It's like, can you sit comfortably with your shit Mm -hmm. and then their shit and then like still want to do it? Relationships are so much work. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've learned in the last two years is how much work it is. And I can't imagine trying to do the copious amounts of work, the prereq work that I had to do on myself before I got here, Mm -hmm. and then having to juggle the actual work of being in a relationship too. I feel like that's why a lot of people can't hack it, is that they haven't done the prereq work on themselves, and they're trying to double fist all of this work that is involved in being in a relationship too. And it's just too much. Nobody's plate is that big. Right. It's true. Um, I have a question. So what was the prereq work that you had to do? A, and two, this is a follow-up question. Ooh, um, follow-up? Two-parter, two two-parter. Is your person in the industry or no? D, none of the so, above. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the the first part of the work that I had to really do on myself was A, get to a point where I felt comfortable with myself. Like I had to do a lot of self-confidence work, I think. Because I think what I was doing when I was dating a lot of these mm-hmm. guys in my 20s was outsourcing self-confidence to my partners, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And like, that doesn't work. It just, you have to be confident in your own shit and not expect to get that from a partner because you'll always be searching. You'll always be, you know, a little bit uncomfortable in your own skin. And that's not something that can you can get from somebody else. Mm. And I think like that can lead to really, and it, it did for me lead to really toxic situations with people where I was really... I needed so much from the people that I was dating. Mm. And, you know, you can't, you can't expect that. And so I think a, a lot of self-confidence work, a lot of, of learning to be comfortable alone. And it was only when I was comfortable being alone that I felt like I was ready to like invite someone else into my life and like felt like there was space and room enough for somebody else um, in that situation. So that was like, I would say like the nutshell work that I was doing on myself. And then my boyfriend is not technically in the industry. He's in the entertainment industry. He works in video games. Cool. He's a video game producer. He's a story producer for video games. It's really kind of perfect because he's creative. He's really smart. He gets it. Like when we watch stuff together, like we can talk about it and he's on the level and like he reads my shit, gives great notes. Um, he saw fire. He saw the first cut of Fire Island, which a lot of people told me was a mistake to show him because the first cut is often the worst cut. <laughs> um, for me, it was like I need him to see this so that he know- this was re- this was early in our relationship, mm-hmm. and I was like, he needs to know that I'm good at this because if he if I'm not or if he doesn't think I am, then you know this will never work. Mm. Yeah. And so I was I was like, you need to see this, and then it turned into something even more beautiful because. Hearing his thoughts and his notes and and all of these things really turned me on in a huge way because it was like, oh, you're smart. You get it. You get what I do. Yeah. Um, but you're not a part of it. You know, we're not competing. You know, it's sort of the happy, happiest medium for me. You dropped so many beautiful gems. I'm really just struggling to pick them up because my knees hurt. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, 
the person that we're with doesn't necessarily have to be a fan, but they definitely should appreciate what we do. Mm-hmm. I've seen a handful of relationships in this industry where people are competing or they just don't take their partner's work seriously because they're a civilian and they do other things. They're just like, mm. oh, that hobby. You mean the hobby that your partner's been doing for 10 to 20 years? More yeah. than a hobby. It's a passion. Please take it seriously. You know what I mean? But also like, oh my God, can you imagine putting your face in someone's crotch that doesn't understand a joke? Mm-mm. No. I could never suck a dick. Well, I have. But the point is... We all have. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I mean, that's that's a big reason why we're open, to be quite honest, is that, like, nobody nobody makes me laugh like my partner makes me laugh, mm. and we have great sex. But it is nice to have the freedom to fuck people that I otherwise find intolerable um, <laughs> and just know what that is. Right. Now, mm. you know, like, there's no hope or dream that it'll turn into anything <laughs> else. I can just have sex with someone that I'm deeply physically attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but sort of find repulsive on a personal level mm-hmm. and then just leave it at that. Yes. Get out of your system. Wow. I mean, it probably wasn't easy peasy coming up with this construct that you and your guy have in order to have this open relationship. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? So we've been open since the beginning for a lot of different reasons. When we met, we met in Mexico This was like right after vaccines, but before Delta. Everyone was sort of like, we did it. We beat it. It's over. COVID is done. Um, And so it was our first, both of ours, like first like party vacations that we took with our friends. Um, He was living in San Francisco at the time and had just accepted a job that would take him to LA, but he hadn't moved yet. Mm -hmm. And when we met, you know, he was supposed to be just like a one night stand that then turned into like a two-night stand, a three-night stand. Like he became my vacation boyfriend, basically. And when we were sort of discussing what to do about it beyond that, he was like, I don't want a boyfriend when I move to LA right away. And I was like, I definitely don't want to be your boyfriend when you move to LA right away. It's going to be like chum in the water. I need you to like establish your life, you know, fuck it out of your system, et cetera, et cetera. He's also, he's... um. I'm six years older than him, five and a half years older than him. Um, Cougar? So he's 20, he was 28 um, Mm -hmm. when we met, or 27 when we met, actually. So that's young, you know? Like, I remember what it was like to be in my 20s. Like, I didn't want to nail someone down because I knew if I nailed him down Mm -hmm. at 27, he would just feel restless and eventually resent me, I think. Yeah. Um, And so then I went off to shoot Fire Island in New York. He was moving to L.A., And so we were long distance and it was like, it didn't make sense at that early stage to close things. Mm -hmm. And so we were in a very functional sort of don't ask, don't tell open relationship from the start. Yeah. When I moved back to LA and we pretty quickly started seriously dating and we, we, we sort of talked about closing things. But again, it was like this issue of like, I think I really wanted to give him freedom. I think the other thing for me too is I have not always looked like this. I started looking like this sort of late in life, I'm a late bloomer. You know, I Mm. didn't get hot until almost my 30s, basically. Um, And I want to enjoy the fruits of this labor for a little bit longer, I think, you know, while I still got it. Mm -hmm. And he's young and he's new. And so, like, it just was sort of, we just wanted to have that freedom, I think, existing in our relationship. And again, like, when I moved back, we would figure out rules and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. But what we realized, I think, after having like set rules, we would always come up with situations where it didn't quite work is that ultimately we know each other so well 
I know what would hurt him. Mm. You know, like, and there were situations where like, I technically wasn't quote unquote breaking a rule, but I knew in the back of my head, like, this wouldn't be cool mm. or this would end up hurting him. And so the rules, it was, it didn't work. You know, there, there were situations where I would also break a rule and I knew he wouldn't give a shit. So like, Basically, our one rule is like, you know what would hurt me. You know what would hurt my right, feelings. I right. know what would hurt you and yeah. what would hurt your feelings. Don't do that thing. And just copious amounts of communication. We just talk and reset all the time. Right. I think what I'm hearing here is, and it's so vital to a good relationship, is consideration. Yeah. You're considering him and putting him first, which is just super important to the long game. Yeah. It's all about communication yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And communication yeah. and consideration is the two big, I think, focuses and what makes it work. Ooh. Come on, let me get my tambourine. I know we go to church. <laughs> yes. What are you going to do for your birthday with your person? I had a little party over the weekend, which was cute. Um, sort of a housewarming birthday party. And that's and that's kind of it. Like, the older I get, the less I care, I think. And, and I think that's, that is also no. sort of self-preservation a little bit, Hell too. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> the less of a big deal I make about it, the less real it feels, I guess. So many follow-ups. I love a dual party situation because you're really just knocking it out. You don't have to keep hosting shit. Exactly. Um, did people give you more than one gift? One for the birthday, one for the home? Well, um, I did say no gifts necessary on the oh, invite. God. Which, thankfully, mm. thank God, a few people disregarded. Yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always disregard that bullshit. The real ones know. The real ones know <laughs> what instructions to ignore. I got a lot of candles. You know, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yes. Everybody was bringing over those candles. Yes. Candles are so necessary. Absolutely. Were there a lot of Joe Malone candles up in there? I think I might have actually, I no shit, got one Joe Malone candle. That's the housewarming go-to present. And an organic wine that's going to yeah. suck all the moisture out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm so, uh, it feels like I'm just licking eggshells. What the fuck? I'm going to be hungover either way. I don't give a fuck. Anyways, um, that's very exciting. A, like a birthday party, a beautiful relationship, a housewarming party. This motherfucker is so adult. I mean, that's so grown. Do you own your house? You I do. Oh, <laughs> done, oh my God. You? Yeah, it is. It feels that feels crazy that I will occasionally still like be really fucked up on like ketamine or something like that and just be like, <laughs> I own a house. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You've 
you've always been doing shit. Like, I remember talking to you, like, at the upstairs of a fucking show that I don't even know if it was a show, but I think it was me, you, and Mateo. Or was it Links and Kermit? I don't know. It's all it, it might have been all four of us because I remember this so distinctly <laughs> because you were you were like workshopping a joke with us. Like you were talking. Yeah. I remember sitting on the stairs and like you yes, sort of in succession. Yes, yes, yes. I remember <laughs> I remember this this quite well, actually. Yeah. And I remember asking you how you were doing and you were working on a TV show, I think, about your life. Yeah, I think I had sold a show at that point. Um, yeah, that that never that never went anywhere, but that's fine. That's but that's fine. part of the process that nobody ever exactly. talks about either, yeah. right? Like that's just part of it. Like the slow simmer. Thank God we age well because here the fuck we are, bitches. But mm-hmm. like, I just remember like what a moment in time. Like everyone's talking about all this other shit they got on the plate. What was the point of this? I don't remember. I don't know, but it was know, it was hustle, good talk. Something uh, you you were you said <laughs> you were workshopping a joke, and that uh, Joel was there, Mateo was there. And then maybe Langston Kerman. That seems like the crew that was around at that time. Can I ask a question though? Yeah. While you're thinking of that, Michelle, thanks. Joel, thanks. You said you've only recently gotten hot, but I remember at La Poisson Rouge. I remember this very well. You and I were doing stand up down there at the. Do you remember the Poisson Rouge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. Bleaker. That's when I met you for the first time. And I was like, that was years. Ago. That was years ago. And I was like, no, this this dude is cut from wood. Um, <laughs> you, you were like, you were complete. You were shredded like a julienne salad. I don't, um, when was, oh, when were my you, God. when did it happen for you? I mean, probably right around that time, I would say. I, I, you know, it was this thing, I've talked about this before in different interviews. There was a while where I was like, my brand on stage was like, I would talk about being hot because at the time it felt interesting for an Asian man to own that, you know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. like, and I think for me, especially early days, like I've been doing stand up for almost 12 years now. And I remember in the early days, like, it was still, like, my vibe was very much, I would go up and be like, oh, I can't get a date because I'm, you know, I'm hideous and Asian and blah, blah, blah. Nobody wants Mm. me. And that was, like, what made, I think, predominantly white audiences really comfortable. Like, that's Mm. real. That's, like, something they understand. That's a stereotype they understand about Asian men. And so I was back in that mode, like, really into making audiences comfortable and, and, like, sort of, like... Mm low status audience high status and then it just became less and less interesting and more and more detrimental to my mental health to get on stage and and talk about myself in that way Mm. and so I remember before I believed it I I was like wouldn't it and it was sort of like wouldn't this be creatively interesting if I could walk out on stage and say like I'm hot and better than you and still have the audience (laughs) be on my side like that's a that's a higher bar of difficulty as a comedian to get the audience on your side if you're if you're not coming out there putting yourself down and like putting them above you you know like every audience wants to feel like they're above you Uh, it's way harder to get out to go out there and be like y'all suck and i'm awesome Mm -hmm. now laugh at my jokes (laughs) but i i will say i i was doing that before i believed it about myself and i think i sort of really reverse engineered a self-esteem out of those jokes. Wow. Like I really, I, I really like didn't have it. And then the more I talked about it, the more I started to believe it. And then the more I started to believe it, the more I started to live it. Hmm. Even back then, I think like if you heard me saying that on stage, it was probably a transitioning period of like working on myself, trying to like believe what I was saying. And so that is sort of where I've come. And now I, I think it's like, I don't really talk about that in, on stage anymore because it does feel like yeah. now that I, I, I've done that work and it's it's less interesting now. And comedians are 
there are actually a lot of hot comedians now, which is annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the way it goes, right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, it'll yeah, change yeah. soon. Yeah. 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 It's like bell bottoms or crinoline. <laughs> it'll change soon. <laughs> okay. Who are these hot comedians you're thinking of? No. Oh, I mean, like, no. I Mateo is still, is still number one. Mateo's got to be number one. Uh, Al Dente. Al Dente is fucking right. That yeah. fucking noodle-eating bitch. Um, <laughs> but I just I just opened for him at the Ace Hotel here. He sold out two shows at the Ace Hotel. Sure. I'm so proud of him. We started together in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and he, the way he eats, it's just, I could never. I could never eat the amount of yogurt and chicken that he eats um, to look like that. I know. <laughs> High protein diet, you're saying. I feel like he's got five pound weights and somehow he's got all that muscle. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we like? I'm out here like deadlifting my twins. Okay. So our audience uh, members writing questions uh, that they want us to answer about ad- uh, about adulting. I'm doing fine, everyone. Thanks for checking in. I don't smell toast yet. And yet, yet. And um, yeah, so we're going to ask you some questions and help Great. us answer them. It's very fucking fun and, and God, move over, Steve Harvey. I'm, oh, I'm coming to get yeah. your job. Do you want me to go first or you? I'll go first. Go for it. What's one dish? Thanks. What's <laughs> one dish I should know how to make by age 30? I think one really simple pasta dish with a homemade sauce. Like red sauce is not that hard to make. Once you have that basic skill down, you can add chicken to it. You can add vegetables to it. You can sort of like build anything on top of it to sort of suit your needs, whatever that is. Mm. But everybody is impressed when you can make your own sauce. Everybody. Oof. And it's easier than it is. I want to make a dick joke. I'm not. Um, Also, (laughs) like, scrambled eggs, girl. Like... Runaway bride, figure out how you like your eggs. What do you say, Jordan? I'd say an omelet. Ooh. It's not it's not as hard as you think. You can make one yourself. Add what you want to it. Three egg omelet. Pretty simple. Make it in the pan. And save yourself 17 bucks at brunch. However, I understand that brunch is a cultural thing and not exactly. It's an experiential yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All the potatoes and fucking toast nobody eats. Okay, what's the next question, Jordan? Okay, here's a good one. I can hear my roommate having sex all the <laughs> time and they put a period between each one of those words and it's the absolute worst uh i love living with her but i can't handle listening to her moan as often as i do what do i do i'm dying in tarot bang at the end <laughs> what do i do i've never been bothered by sex sounds i guess so this is a hard one for me um and i'm also always going to come down on the side of the person having sex <laughs> too so for me it's like yeah leave the house mm-hmm. like come up with a system where she warns you like how long can sex honestly take yeah. take a walk ask her to have sex earlier in the evenings take yourself out to mm-hmm. dinner um invest in some earpods like they've got really good noise canceling headphones <laughs> now um the, the thing is is you're never going to get her to stop having sex you're just not yeah. so you have to work around that also, like, let her have sex. Women, we're not wet forever. Like, let her get it in while she actually can. Yeah. I had a roommate that loved to fuck skater boys that had no jobs and would leave just everything in the toilet. She loved to have sex in the shower. I don't mind. I'm down with shower sex because they look gross. But not when I got to go to work. I got a job. So I say be mindful. But noise canceling situations also help. Have sex louder in the next room to drown <laughs> out her sex noises. It's the it. only way. Retaliation is the only way. Yeah. Fight fire with fire. I love it. Ooh. Do you have to message someone you're not interested in back if you only went on one date? 
So this is a controversial opinion that I that I hold, but I think that after one date, ghosting is okay. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think two dates, you're in dangerous territory. Three dates, you're a monster if you do it. Um, but I think like, especially if it's like a Tinder date and you go on one date and you didn't vibe, like if this person is an existing person in your life and you decide to take it to the next level and go on a date, then you do owe that person an explanation. But if you, is this some rando stranger from the internet mm-hmm. or even just like someone that you met one time and they asked you out on a date and it did not go well, that you did not vibe, then I think like no response is a response and mm-hmm. people need to understand that. But I think once you get into the two-date territory, that's when things get a little bit more dicey for me. Yeah. I mean, I say right off the fucking bat because I only have to go to an interview one time for a job and you got to tell me I don't got that job. Otherwise, I'm going to be following up. So (laughs) it's not that I am the person being like, are you interested? But I feel like I've had to, I've tried to ignore people. They end up following you on social media. Like, there's so many ways people can get in touch with you now. It's fucking annoying. So mm-hmm. I say, look, it is hard to essentially, like, walk into confrontation with somebody that you don't even know. But I promise you, like, you will be better off for it because now they know and you can, like, delete and move on forever because motherfuckers be coming back and don't understand. So I say, put your comfortable target big girl panties on. Tell them that you're not into it, but thank you so much for the coffee or whatever it is. Could you say like production has decided to go in another direction? Like, is that <laughs> is that not okay? All right, <laughs> this one is kind of interesting. Oh, do I have to invite my boss to my birthday party if I invite the rest of my coworkers? No, I mean it depends yeah. on the boss, I guess. But like, I think like if you have a, a healthy work relationship with your boss, they have to understand. Being the boss comes with a price, and that is you're no longer invited to birthday parties. Ooh, yes. Right. I'm sure that some people have that relationship with their boss, and that's beautiful, but that's a bonus for that boss. You know, that's not something that they should expect anymore. 100 motherfucking percent. Thank you so much. Plus, you can't really, like, relax Mm -mm. when your boss is there. Like, what if you want to do a little bump or something? You can't Ah, do that with your boss there. Absolutely that part. (laughs) You know? Come on. Come on. Um, Okay, last question. Should I get life insurance if I'm single? Oh. Joel? Um, That's such a heavy question because I'm not even sure I have life insurance and I'm not single. Um, (laughs) I guess, like, you can get out that policy, but it feels like you're inviting drama and danger into your life. Once it gets out that you have that life insurance policy, who are you leaving that money to? Because once they know that... Someone's seen Lifetime. Okay. Oh, have I ever. And (laughs) I just feel like life insurance policies are just... You're asking to be murdered. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that answer. (laughs) No. And it's like, sure, like, you don't want to, like, leave, like, funeral expenses to your loved ones. But, like, that's what GoFundMe is for, babe. (gasps) Oh my goodness. I am getting chills. The goosies from the rooted to the tuta because... No truer words. Oh my God. That's what GoFundMe is for. That's their mission Mm -hmm. statement. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Truly. I mean, I did think that like maybe if there was like term, you got past a certain age and you got the nest egg back, which is what, that's what term life is all about. Oh, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. It's just to get through a certain uh, term. So it's like, let's say you have kids or whatever it is, right? And you want to just make sure from one to 18, whenever, like when they get out of the house and like get out of the nest, 
then you get the money back that you invested. Because in that window from one to 18, if something happened to you, then you want to make sure that they kind of like have the life that they've been used to. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what that's all about. Wow. Um, come see me anytime, guys. I have apparently <laughs> turned into an insurance agent. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Until your kids do something to you to get that exactly. money. What? You, they're going to bump me off? They don't love you. They don't love you. <laughs> I, they love the lifestyle. Okay. I know. I know. Thanks, guys. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> so we asked all our guests, what's one thing you haven't done for yourself this year that you want to? One very adult thing. Hmm. There's a couple. I'll say two. Two, because one of them is, is like not necessarily a treat for me, but something I need to do that's like, I I keep putting it off and that's get new teeth. Yeah, I really want to get new teeth. It's time for my, my all-star edit teeth, you know? Like I'm coming back mm-hmm. with new teeth. I want veneers. I'm tired of, of these white strips. They're not working. Mm-hmm. Like just give mm-hmm. me the new mm-hmm. teeth. I've got the house. I need the new teeth. That's what I want. New house, I new want teeth. new house teeth. Um, I love it. I and get I mean, it. The other thing is is simple is just I want like I have never gone and taken myself to a massage. What? Like I've never done it. I've never done it as an adult and I deserve it. I want it. You've you never do. had a, a massage before? I did one time in Australia, but it was mostly a sex thing. Okay. Okay. And so I would like an adult non-sexual massage. May I recommend two places? Okay. One, Voto Spa. Which is in WeHo. Yeah, right next to... Oh my God, what's the name of that place that we used to like do comedy in the back? The Josh and Josh show. Oh yeah, I know exactly. Bar Lubitsch. Oh yeah, yeah, Bar Bar Lubitsch. Lubitsch. It's right next to Bar Lubitsch. And they have like a fun pool and a hot tub and like some sushi next door so you can like have a little moment and like the sauna and then go get a massage. Or there's this great app. It's called Soothe. It's sort of like the Uber Eats, but for massages. And you can pick a male or a female. They come over. They set up shop. They have their own sheets unless you request otherwise. And I get a massage one to two times a week. We have the same masseuse. By accident, we have the same masseuse. Beautiful. And you can do couples. It's it's wonderful. Deep tissue, all that. Whatever. Yeah. We don't do a couples massage together, but we'll definitely go to couples therapy together. <gasps> we could. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my God. I love you and so much. And on that much. note. Yes. I feel like your Instagram handle should be like, I love Joel Kim Booster because I love you. Oh. I just wanted to get in before the haters got it, you know? Ooh, baby. <laughs> Had him off at the pass. What in the Cloverfield doomsday on Instagram is going on? I'm here for it. All right. Thanks, Boo. Thanks, guys. Bye. I'm at the age where it's like, you got to switch it up. Like, I'm on a plane. I got to stand up a lot. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't wear my um, compression socks for this <laughs> episode. <laughs> but anyways, love me some Joel Kim Booster. Yes. Wow. What, a lo- what an American treasure. Truly. And, you know, I really just liked hearing all the stories of adulting. Finding that right person. Having the foundations that you need to make a long-standing relationship work. But also realizing that you have power and you are enough. Mm. You have earned the space that you take up on stage. Yeah. I think, you know, people call us happy clowns. But you really never know what someone's going through. And words, yes, they do have power. So if you were saying some negative shit about yourself to make other people more comfortable, to dim your light, don't fucking do that shit. You speak yourself up. Talk brightly and bravely about yourself because you are fucking amazing. Period. It's like Pagniacci. You know? I don't. Oh. I, I don't. Oh, pa- no, Pagniacci was the crying clown. The, the opera. No? 
How the fuck would I know that? I don't know. I just, I... Does it look like I am into crying clowns in the <laughs> opera? Oh, my God. It's oh, a tragic it's tale. It's very it. good. It's it's that we don't know what the clowns are feeling inside. Oh, I'll no. send you. I'll send you the link. And and, and you'll like no um okay that's what Tears of a Clown is based on from Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Oh my god. Please connect with me. Okay, <laughs> I'm 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 making an appointment with for you and me at the therapist. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dr. Googleman, you and me. Dr. Immediately. Googleman, I can't. <laughs> Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. And I'm sorry, but also you're welcome. <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Alex Chi. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by Don Will. Our live show producer is Marianne Ways. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Reis Vandermoss. Executive produced by Karen Kilgara, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. Follow Adulting with Michelle Buteau and Jordan Carlos on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show and visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase adulting merch.